Hi, this is Chris Finwood, and you're listening to The Monarchist. I'm Aaron, and you're listening to The Monarchist Podcast. Today, we welcome Kyle Battle, center fielder extraordinaire of the 2021 Conference USA Baseball Champion, Old Dominion Monarchs. Kyle broke out last season hitting for a 319 average with 18 home runs and 61 RBI. Following last season, he was signed by the New York Yankees and is now playing for them in the minor league affiliate Tampa Tarpons and was awarded the 2021 Rookie Level Hitter of the Year. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Ah, Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. No, we appreciate you coming on. Stoked to have you. So, Kyle, uh, you're from the Richmond area. We know your mom went to VCU. It's kind of a family school for you. They recruited you heavily. Luckily for ODU, you were looking for a change of scenery and wanted to get out of Richmond. Tell us about your experience being recruited by ODU and why you ended up picking to go to school in Norfolk. Yeah, so both ODU and VCU, I'd say those are the two schools that were most heavily recruiting me at the time, close to when I was about to commit. Yeah, my mom did go to VCU, and I grew up pretty much watching VCU everything. I went to a couple of VCU baseball games, obviously VCU basketball. But yeah, when it came down to it, it was really just a matter of where I was going to play, to be honest. VCU had a decent, pretty good team at the time, so did ODU. But ODU, as uh, I'm sure you all know, watching ODU uh, sports and everyone listening. Connor Myers was the center fielder before I got there, and his time was up when my time was to come in freshman year. So Coach Finwood, the whole coaching staff, basically told me I have a chance to come in and earn a starting spot right off the bat freshman. So that that right there, along with just the campus, being near the beach, uh, it was a little away from home, so you can get away from, from living with the parents just a little bit, but I'm still right in their back door. I see them all the time. So just a combination of those two right there, I think that's why ODU was a clear and obvious choice for me. Well, we were lucky to have you. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. So your freshman year, you come out firing freshman All-American, right? Yep, that's right. That was that first freshman year. That was awesome coming in. And me and the guys in my class, some of my best friends to this day, and just joining the group that was already there, it was just an awesome experience. I was nervous at first, obviously, but then once you get on the field, it's baseball, so everything sank in and just enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that Coach Finwood's not afraid to play and start freshmen. I mean, we've, we've seen that the last few years uh, big time. So obviously, as Mike just alluded to, you came in, you hit the ground running, things are firing on all cylinders. You were selected that freshman All-American team, top of the world, right? And then things started to get a little rough during the sophomore year. You tore your labrum, your right arm, you had surgery, end up breaking your hand, VCU, boo, VCU in that <laughs> particular game. You dislocated your shoulder, and then finally, once you were all healthy, COVID came around and, and just slammed the door on a promising bounce-back season. Then last year, 2021 happened. One hell of a 2021. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. That whole ride was uh, a little rocky, but it was awesome. Praise Coach Finwood for having trusting the freshman to be able to come in and play because like me and uh, Vinny Pasquantino both came in and played freshman year that's one of my best friends to this day keep up with him hopefully he makes a run towards the bigs this year so but that time the rest of the time at ODU it was a little rocky but I had my teammates kind of guide me along the way went through 
three drafts at ODU and all funny, all three didn't hear my name called, but you know, we, we battled through that time, made it to here. And last year, man, I can't even speak about last year highly high, high enough. Like it was awesome how we were able to come together and make that run that we did. Like we were arguably one of the top, top baseball team in ODU history. Arguably that was, that's how good our season was. And it's been awesome hearing the feedback from alumni, ex-players, guys I played with on just like how proud they were of what we did last year. And I think obviously as we see now, the way they're doing right now, I think it kind of jump started the next wave of ODU baseball. So that was awesome to be a part of. Yeah, you guys are tremendous. I don't think we missed really any games last year at the Bud. Um, and it's because of how much fun you have watching you guys play, especially with being the Bud Bombers last year, just <laughs> knocking everything out the park. Oh yeah, that was that came out of nowhere. I that was the first year in my five years at ODU that that I've seen that happen, and I don't know. It's continuing this year, so maybe like I said, new wave ODU baseball. I don't know. No, it's 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 been incredible. Those of us who watch baseball, it's fun to watch the game of baseball, but then there's a whole other group of folks that lots of home runs happen to pull in. You know, everybody loves power, right? I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's unpredictable. You can be down seven runs and all of a sudden, you know, be right back in the game. And, you know, that happened. Well, not seven runs necessarily, but that happened a lot last year. I mean, you guys were down but never out. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, late inning game, seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, you know, we're down a couple runs. And, you know, Mike and I are talking to the crew and it's like, don't leave. Don't leave, especially Mike could be telling people, man, this game is not over. So we're in Rally Alley seeing this stuff and talking about it, but you're in the dugout. You guys, you, you had to have some amount of, you know, after you do it a couple times, you're like, we're fine. You know, what was that like with you and, and the fellas in the dugout as games are hitting that 7th or 8th inning? You're so I think this is actually a huge part on why we were so good last year. I think it was off the jump. There was... We said from the start, like, we knew we knew we were a good baseball team and we were going to have to play well to win. But we knew we believed in our abilities and we didn't panic at all. Like, I don't – there may be, like, a handful of games where it was like, all right, like, where everyone got, like, riled up and we need to be like, all right, let's go, we need to go. I, it was never like that. Like, no one, no one really had to say anything. Everyone knew we had seventh, eighth inning, ninth, even ninth inning. We're down a couple runs, especially the way our team played. We can hit the ball to the yard at any moment. You get two people on one swing of the bat and a completely different ball game. So I think just that power along with just believing uh, in our abilities and not panicking, That's that really kind of boosted us towards like the end of the play when uh, competition got tough and we started playing in closer games. Well, speaking of Rally Alley, we were there quite a bit and uh, we got to meet your awesome parents, uh, especially your mom. <laughs> Who might be the best baseball mom in America? She is, without a doubt. Without a doubt. She still comes down. We saw her recently. Tell us about your parents and how how they helped influence your life and get you to this point you are now. I've, I've been joking with my mom. I'm saying she's like the queen of Rally Alley. She she will just forever be known there and basically run the place. So that's to start that off. But. No, my parents, I, that's everything I have to dedicate to them. They raised me to be who I am today and basically motivated me and pushed me all through, you know, youth sports, middle school, high school, even up 
through college all the way to now. They're, she's, they're already planning on coming down to Tampa whenever I'm starting to play to watch games. They are, without a doubt, the best support system I could ever ask for. And this is going along with the challenges they have. Like, people close to me know everything that's been going on with my family, my dad, what my mom's had to go through, uh, both of them together. And they're still staying strong and support me 100%. So I couldn't ask for two better parents, honestly. Yeah, she she is one cool mom. I mean, every time we see her in Rally Alley, she's always got a great smile on her face. She thinks the world of you, obviously. And, you know, the guys that are on the team that you, that, you, know, that you live with and you played with, I mean, she's out supporting all of them still, driving down from Richmond. I think that's really cool to see and connecting with the other parents still. It's great to see the family just because you've got a, a student athlete who graduates doesn't mean that it's got to be over. Uh, especially if you're, you know, within uh, driving distance. So we're always privileged to be able to see her and talk with her, and hopefully we can continue to do that. Oh, for sure. Like, she she, she had kisses everybody family. It's funny, though, because Matt Cudney always, like, every weekend he'll text me, like, you, your parents need to be on the pass list, this, that, that. I'm like, Cudney, like, relax. <laughs> I'll find out for you. But, no, they're, they, they all love my parents. My parents love them back. Like I said, it's basically family, and, you know, she – like I said, I'm down right now, so ODU baseball is playing. She's 100% going to support them, and I'm sure she'll be there along the playoff ride, too. Let's hopefully they can start making a run. And she, I promise you she'll be at every single game. She'll be like, I'm going to go to these games, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch you like on the on the, on my phone or something. But. Nice. <laughs> well, in a few minutes, we'll, we'll come back to Coot in a few minutes. So don't let me forget that. But, you know, over the past – we talked about it a couple minutes ago. The past couple season – there's been a lot of home runs hit, both at the bud and on the run, uh, or, or on the road. It doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't matter if the wind's blowing out, blowing in, it does, whatever it is, balls are flying out. Obviously, last year, led the country in home runs. We'll talk a little bit more about dollars or dingers, what we did last year, and the excitement of that, but something changed. You know, it wasn't this way all the time. Is there anything you can attribute to that that change and, and, and the success of getting hitting the ball out and scoring these runs? I'll say equated to two things. One is obviously going to be the work of the strength staff and everyone that I've worked with and that all of us have worked with in like five years. We've had like four strength coaches and they've each kind of built off each other. So the guys that have been here, obviously they've had that, that progression. And I'd say the team is obviously as strong as ever. And then guys are coming in, whether it's transfer out of high school, also really strong. So then we're just meeting together and everyone's just rising with each other uh, at once. And then the second thing, this is like, <laughs> this is funny, but this is one change to the field that was done. And then the homers took off. It's the building in center field. It has to be. That building in center field has completely changed how baseball is played at the bud because my first three years, ball didn't fly. I think what Vinny had the most home runs since I, while I was at OGU and I was 16 and then they built the building and now everyone's hitting 16. So I don't, I don't know. Great, so, great work by Finian designing with the president or where the building's going to be placed. <laughs> I don't know. But. So that chemistry so, building really is a physics building because it's completely changed that, huh? <laughs> so I, but it, but you guys are hitting on the road too. And that's the thing. That's where, that's where I'm a little confused. That's, that's where I think I have to credit it to, like, Wayne, Red, everyone that's been working with us 
throughout the years at OU baseball. Curtis, Eric, all of them. Like, so that definitely plays a role in it. But the bill, I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced on the road. I think maybe because we do play a lot of home games to start off the year. Maybe the confidence gets in there, and they're like, "Dang, like we can hit the ball in the yard. Let's let's do it at other places too." I don't know. I think it's a combination of those two, though. You can definitely see the impact when the wind is blowing in or out that building has. Because uh, there's a couple games in February that we were at where balls that are normally out are just dying. So it's definitely, I think it do, is having an impact, but maybe that confidence really is the key on the road. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, confidence is huge on the road. Just, I mean, you're already, you're already against all all the odds like you don't know the field you have fans going against you it's basically just you and the people are in the dugout with you and any fans that travel which the modern fans do a pretty good job of that they're everywhere so well yeah that confidence i think the confidence is just playing at home in the beginning of the year and kind of coming together as one and then everyone once one person gets you going everyone follows behind them and it's just you can't you can't stop it yeah, it's been it's been awesome to watch, especially with uh, you, Andy, uh, Carter, and now Kootenai, just mashing every. Kootenai, the he's been on such a roll. It's been amazing to watch. Oh yeah, he's tearing it up right now. Whatever Logan is doing there, and the hidden, they need to keep that up. To credit him too, the combination of them three because Logan has done an amazing job teaching the guys how to get balanced. Short, quick, and strong to the ball. I'm sure he's going to laugh at this if he hears it. But, no, it works, and we see it works. So we heard one other possible connection to Kootenai's success might be the magic of the room. Could you tell uh, Monarch fans about that? Yeah, so the room they're referring to is upstairs, master a master bedroom, 1329, 43rd Street. I don't know. It's, it was actually Kootenai that said something about it last year because that was my junior year. Moving to that house my junior year, Vinny had the master master room. So he had the, he has his year. He goes off, hits 16 homers. I don't even know how many hit in conference. The guy couldn't get out at the end of the year. But he had that room. Then, obviously, he left with the draft. I took over that room and had it for the year COVID got shut down and then last year. And both of those COVID years started off three homers in like 12, 13 games. And then obviously last year throughout the season. So I was like, dang, it might be the room. And Cooney's like, all right. <laughs> I was just like, Cooney, you can have this room next year. Thinking, all right, we'll see if it keeps going. And he's done what he's done this far. I'm like, dang, this might actually be the room. So whoever has that room next year, I mean, it's going to be the real test. If it happens, if it happens one more year, then I'm convinced and that that room has something special in it. Doc needs to start charging <laughs> a little bit more for it. I think there might it be a fight like, over that room. I know if I was a underclassman, I would be fighting to try to get in there. You know. <laughs> it sounds like ODU baseball might need to buy that house. <laughs> for real, it could be a recruiting <laughs> tool sure. right there. But we got this room. That, <laughs> I don't know. We got the stats yeah. to back it up right here. Yeah, Finney's got to put that in his recruiting pitch. You know, hey, we got this house on campus, and <laughs> look, Vinny had it, and you know, and then you know, Kyle had it, and then like, look what Coot's doing now. So, three <laughs> years from now, that could be your room when it's time for for the draft. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking that, so that's kind of you know, 
baseball playing the superstitions. Uh, those of us who grew up, you know, playing ball. It's probably the most superstitious of all sports, at least the ones that I know of. I know when I grew up pitching, when it was weird. Only when I pitched, but I never was gonna step on the line going to the mound. I was always hopping the line. Any funny superstitions on your monarch team or your teammates with the? Had something that you would always see that you thought was kind of funny? I don't know. We all kind of have our routines and kind of stuff that we do to kind of keep us locked in. I don't know if I really noticed any. I was probably trying to be like in my routine. Like when I, obviously none of us like tried to step on the line. I usually got dressed the same way in the locker room. Any weird ones? I don't know. This is a funny one. Right. <laughs> and I had to like, I had to, throughout the year, I had to, like stop him from doing this, but Robbie Petrosi will stay in his uniform or like under stuff like or his tape specifically. He will leave his tape on his wrist for like the entire night until someone tells him to take it off or it's time to like take a shower. So he did that. That was weird. It was really funny. But like every time after the game, I would go up to Rob, be like Rob, take your tape off right now. <laughs> Every single time. I don't know if it was a superstitious thing, but that's just some, like, weird, funny thing. But, yeah, I don't know if I – I didn't really notice any. I was probably too focused on what I was trying to do to get ready for a game. So, Speaking of teammates, any of your teammates have any talents that people would be surprised to hear? Ooh, Pantos is really good at playing the guitar. I know that off the top of my head. Like acoustic or, like, ACDC rock? I think he can do both. I've heard him play on the electric rock songs. If he can do that, I'm sure he can play the acoustic as well. Like how rock. good? It, like it like good. Like I was, I was surprised first time I heard. It, I was like, All right, it was, okay, it was pretty good. Dang, I can't think off the top of my head. All I did, I'll shout out Rob again. Robbie Petrosi and Carter Trice need to get together and have like a comedian tour or something because them two just being together is is something to witness. I'll say that. Other than that, special talents. I mean, Don Claxton can he can bench a lot. He's really strong. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question, actually. Last year, you guys won the Conference USA Championship. You're nationally ranked, and then you earned the right to host a regional. We all know that we couldn't host a regional for a number of different reasons. Had to go on the road, go down to South Carolina. Did you guys have any extra motivation of not being able to host that? Or kind of what was the feeling of the team when, one, you found out that you were a one seed and quickly thereafter that you were going to have to go on the road to be that number one seed? Well, we already, like I said, we knew before beforehand we weren't going to be able to host a regional at Army, especially with the predetermined sites. So I don't think that really that didn't really have too much of an effect on us. It was kind of just like where are we going to end up if we do get the opportunity to host. But I'll say this. Us going down to Louisiana Tech and playing them three times on their field and winning those games, I think we were already in the mindset like, yeah, we can just go wherever and we'll just take over that park. So I think, if anything, we were more like excited. Like, dang, we could get to play on South Carolina's field. That's that's kind of cool. And we're, we're like the number one seed there. Like, I don't think there was any really extra motivation. I think we were just kind of enjoying the moment. But – I'll tell everyone, I'm so glad that we couldn't host and that we got to go play South Carolina because that Friday night game at South Carolina under the lights with, what, 10, 11,000 people there all cheering against us, that was that was honestly awesome. That was one of the best 
best moments of the season, especially Aaron coming in at the end of the game and just shutting it down like that the way he did. And also seeing South Carolina Twitter after the game because they were all just <laughs> going at their own team. And I was like, this is funny. Like, we really did this. So, yeah, it would have been cool to have, have it at our own place, have all the fans, obviously stuff like that. But I think South Carolina was perfect for us. Um, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't close it out, but like we played some really good games there, and we wouldn't have got to experience a game like that. South Carolina playing South Carolina on a Friday night sold out if if we got to host. So honestly, I'm glad I'm glad we got to go to South Carolina. Well, it was quite a ride for us fans as well. After that regional, the Monarchist tried to think of ways of how we could show our appreciation towards you guys. And what we came up with was dollars for dingers. And it was a dollar for every home run you guys hit last year, which is 105. And that kind of led to the Build the Bud campaign, which now is becoming closer and closer to a reality. Can you talk to us about the Bud and what you think fans should do to help make that a reality? First of all, the Bud is an, it's an awesome place. Some days you love it, some days you hate it, but... It's part of what makes ODU baseball what it is, and it's a tough it's a tough place to come in and beat us. I'll tell you that. So, Bud is awesome, and the dollars for dingers. When I saw that, I was like, dang, that's actually a really good idea. That's going to be great for the program, and everyone kind of got behind it. And I just I'm hearing these numbers that ODU's bringing in for the baseball team. I'm like, wow, like, and that was a tribute to kind of what the team did. Last year, I've seen the videos of the new stadium and how it's supposed to look and stuff. I think that's awesome. As far as how they can keep progressing it, I think I think they're just moving in the right direction. Honestly, getting the fan, getting the fans involved with the team more. Obviously, going out and playing well, and really just showing the fans that like we really appreciate y'all. Like the attendance since I was a freshman has just like steadily gone up every single year outside of the one year where it was just a down year, which is understandable. It happens sometimes, but the attendance has just kept rising. Even like the games last year towards the end of the year at home, like that, that was the most people I played in front of at the butt. So I think just continuing showing that appreciation and love for the fans because we appreciate everything y'all have done for the entire ODU athletics I think just continuing that and along with the new stadium adding new amenities for them, that's going to get a ton of people to come in. It's going to lead to more support. And like I said, the next next wave of ODU baseball is is right in front of us. I'll say the attendance. I, I've been going to games at the Bud for probably a decade now. I remember when the Rally Alley was just mm-hmm. grass and like picnic tables. And I think that renovation there was a big part of why more fans are coming out. But the real reason is you guys. You guys keep playing this amazing brand of baseball that's a lot of fun to watch. So thank you for helping change the momentum of ODU baseball. And you know what makes it even you know, more fun is it's clear that there's a special bond going on with the team. It's, it's clear that every all, all the players like, and it appears that they all love each other. Um, everything from you know guys going up to bat, and the support, the, the routines that they have, and everybody getting into it. I mean, we're seeing it at Rally Alley. Certain guys come up where there's a routine and a clap, and even if the fans are starting to learn from the players of understanding kind of what that what that is. So incredibly tight-knit team. Did that happen over time? or How did you guys become so close? 
Uh, so every year, every year that I've been at ODU, our teams have been pretty close. Um, I would say even the year that we were, weren't really good, like that team was one of the most fun teams in the locker room I've been a part of. So ODU's never had a hard time of getting guys to like come together as one. That just goes with like coaching staff, Finney, Logan, Marin, all of them. They like, they like allow us to joke around in practice and stuff. Obviously, when it's time to be serious, like coach talking instructions, like, yeah, we'll listen. But if we're in between cage rounds or something, like we can talk about hidden, but then we can also like joke around a little bit. And I think just that and being able to do that with the coaches as well, like we joke with Finney Logan, we joke with, joke with all of them. I think that's really what brings brings the team together so well because everyone just feels like, all right, I can just leave everything out, out here and no one's really going to judge. One thing we do is the, I don't know if it's still, I think they might have added one this year. I've heard they added it, but the hero, hardship, happy time. Like right off the jump, older guys, all the older guys do it. Uh, if we get to the younger guys, then uh, they'll do it too. But get in front of the team and you basically say, you're, who's your hero? Hard time you had, happy time you had. And it kind of just gets everything off the table, gets everyone to open up. And allows the new guys to come in and be like, okay, this is kind of the guy's stories of who's already here. They've been through a lot. Let me just, hopefully I can mesh and join with them. But then last year's team, that was a part, partially because of the stuff I just described and that COVID brought us all back. It was basically the same team from the year before. So we had all played with each other, joked around with each other for an entire year already. And now we just get to add, add another year on top of that. I like, there wasn't a closer team in the nation than us. <laughs> All the jokes we said and everything done on the road, the stupid stuff, funny, all of it. It just brought us all together as one, and that's why we played so well. And it seemed like you guys all rallied around Coach Finwood after the loss oh, yeah. of the net. Yeah, that was, that was a hard time for all of ODU athletics, hearing about that, especially baseball. Um, now, he's been there for us every every single day every step of the way he's hard on us a lot of times but it's all out of love trying to get the best out of us so i still remember it was at marshall on our way to marshall and he stood in front of us and told us everything was going on broke down a little bit but we all knew no one even had to say anything i don't think anyone even said anything really about it we just we went on about a practice but we all knew like all right it's time to like rally around Coach Fenwood, and we've had a pretty good series there at Marshall. I'm pretty sure we set the – I don't know if they – they might have broken this year. I have no idea. But single game record for home runs in a game that, that weekend. Played some of the best baseball yet. And just – I think that that really helped them out, especially it was getting towards the middle of the year. I think it really showed that, yeah, we care about him. We're here to play for him as well for everyone else. And, like, let's let's do something special this year. Yeah, it was a it was a quite a sight to see and watch it all unfold. Tough loss. Yeah, yeah. it was a very sad time. I'm glad we could rally around and everyone can get behind them and help them through help them through that tough time. That was awesome to see. Yeah, you know, folks that don't know Coach, if if they just you know see him out on the ball field, would never know how cerebral he is and how much reading he does and how important that is in his life. I'm sure he shared. I know he shared a number of books with us when we had him on the podcast uh, last week. So I'm sure he shared a ton more books with you guys and are always kind of point you in the direction. Do you have a favorite book that he ever brought up to you guys or recommended to y'all? I kind of like 
Oh, there's there's so many. There's so many. Um, I specifically, I like him talking about the All Blacks, his rugby team. I, I actually like him talking about them because they're kind of like a hard-nosed team. Got a lot of grit, a lot of what we want to do at ODU. So him reading that book about them, I forgot the exact name of it. It's been a while. Uh, but I'm sure he... He actually recommended it really? on our episode. Yeah, oh, on yeah, the last well, that, episode. That was okay, so y'all heard, yeah, that book right there. He reads a lot about that, and I think that's that's great for any team. I think I think it would be awesome for any, like, head coach. If you're coaching a team, you should read that book and relay that information to your team or get your team to read it. It's good to read. So, But I'd say that one. That one had a lot of good uh, points as far as, like, being tough, being together as one, kind of getting through that adversity. Yeah, legacy. I think is that what it was. Yeah, Le- I think it's called legacy. Yeah, yeah. Folks are interested. They go back to the Finney episode. It's in the show notes. <laughs> so Kyle spent a lot of time on campus. Me and Aaron, we think food is and what people like kind of tells you a lot about a person. So when you're on campus, when you come back to visit. What's that first restaurant you have to eat at? The first restaurant on campus that I would go to is, I mean, it's definitely got to be P. Frank's. That's the, that's probably the best spot on, Good that's answer. probably the best food spot on campus. That I'm not sure exactly what they put in the web. Yeah, there's stuff, but P. Frank's, that's forever going to be like an ODU thing. Like that's. Is there a specific, yeah. a specific order that you always had to. Depend, depends on when you go. Like if you're going early morning after a night then you're getting something different all right you gotta get okay give us give us the early morning give us the pregame, or give us the hey we just swept the series we just swept la tech and we came back and this is what i'm gonna get in the evening the breakfast if you get there in time you gotta try the french toast i've only had it once because i don't i haven't got there in time i don't wake up early enough i think i got the burger egg and cheese this with home fries P. Frank sauce, obviously, and you got to get their water. I don't know something about their water; it's, it's different there. I don't know. They might just be uh, who knows what they use, but that with the ice they use, fire water. Everyone go check it out. All right. What about off campus? Ooh. Off campus around Norfolk, probably Dirty Buffalo. Honestly, Dirty Buffalo. Big fan. Dirty Buffalo is a good spot. Yeah, we usually go. We go to Dirty Buffalo every once in a while. There's a lot of guys on the team that like sushi, so we go to Volcano or Sushi King, whichever, whichever one we're feeling. But I, I'd split it between Volcano and Dirty Buffalo for sure. I'll probably go to Dirty Buffalo before Volcano. But. Definitely. And we got one more uh, fun question for you. So we're also big into music. We know that's uh, also a big part of baseball, entrance, batting songs. Do you have a bucket list concert that you'd like to go to? So I kind of went, this was actually at the amphitheater in Virginia Beach. I kind of went to one of my bucket list concerts, and that was Future and uh, Meek Mill. That was awesome. That was amazing to see. Future's my favorite artist. He's dropping the album tonight, the day we're actually recording this. So I'm excited about that. If I had to, I guess it's Lil Baby. Little baby is. I think he, I think he came like right when I left Tampa last year, and I was a little yeah. upset. But he's like, he's been top of like the hip hop rap game 
for a couple years now. He kind of took it by storm, and I mean, he's up at the top, and he's someone I haven't seen in person. And I think that would be fun. So, I'll say, I'll say, little baby. Is he your batter music? He what? Well, his song with Drake, him and Drake, that was mine at ODU. Right now, I haven't chose my walkout song. I got a, I got a couple that I'm thinking about, but I actually haven't chosen yet. So I got a little bit of time while I'm still still recovering from this, but we're almost back. Hopefully, like another, honestly, maybe like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Hopefully, we're we're back playing again, and then then I'll have my walkout song by then. <laughs> That's great to hear. So obviously, phenomenal year last year. Led to you getting some looks. You end up in the Yankees organization. Talk to us a little bit about the minor leagues and your journey so far. Oh, it's been it's been great so far. Being with the Yankees, obviously, we have like the best training facilities possible. It's the best place to train in professional baseball with all the top technology, feedback, and stuff that we get. But no, it was great. Um, signed with them they took a chance on me and basically came down and everyone's kind of equal so everyone's together we're all playing it was basically all right we'll just go play go play we'll we'll evaluate evaluate you you do your thing and we're like if you can play you're gonna stay so i like i like that about them and even even all the coaches and stuff they reminds me a lot of what we have at ODU and like the kind of feedback and stuff like i can joke around with just about everyone in that. Obviously not like the very important people that make important decisions, but all the <laughs> staff that I work with and stuff on a daily basis, I can joke and have a conversation with them about anything. And I think just having that, like I said, that free environment, that that elevates your baseball right there. If you can feel comfortable with who you're training with, who's kind of instructing you and stuff, like y'all can give feedback on how something's feeling. Oh, this isn't going to work. This, this feels better. Stuff like that. So... Coming into that environment after being at ODU, it was just second nature. It was awesome coming into. That's great to hear. I know we got some Yankee fans in our Monarchist group. I'll be happy to hear how great the Yankees are treating you. Speaking of the Monarchist, we we're we kind of started as a tailgating group, and it's kind of grown into a group that really jo- enjoys raising money for charity. Uh, we've raised a lot of money for Toys for Tots. We've also raised quite a bit of money for ODU Athletics. We're about to kick off year two of the Dollars for Dick. So obviously we love charity, and we want to know what is your favorite charity so people can learn more about that. I haven't sat down and, like, chosen a favorite charity, but I do have, like, a plan for when I'm done with baseball that kind of lines up with charity, not so – eh, a little bit. But it's basically yeah. tell us yeah tell us yeah, about that. It's basically so. If you look at the sport of baseball, there's not many there's not many black people that play the sport of baseball, at least at the professional level and stuff. Like it's usually this black people just it's not pre- prevalent. So that's kind of my mission. I want to try and get more black youth into baseball and hopefully translate that into more college players, more professional players, and just kind of integrate the game even more than it is today so after i'm done playing i have like a couple ideas i need to like fully actually think about it but that's kind of going to be my mission when i'm done playing hopefully i'm playing for another 15 years that'd be awesome 
Well, when that time does come. We hope so, too. Yeah. When that time does, because everyone has to hang them up eventually, I think that's the route, at least somewhere where I want to kind of start a movement. Even if I'm not necessarily, like, the head of it or whatnot, I just want to get that that ball rolling because there's already so many people working in that direction. So just to kind of piggyback on that and enhance it and hopefully use my my baseball image to kind of get more black kids into baseball and sticking with it. Well, Kyle, that's a, I mean, that's a great mission. How, how did you start playing? How did I start playing? Oh, I, so baseball is yeah. actually the last sport I picked up. I didn't start playing baseball until I was nine. So I started baseball because I was in the backyard with all my friends in the neighborhood. They all play baseball, play football, a bunch of other sports uh, with them. And just playing wiffle ball, backyard baseball, tennis ball in the backyard, they're like, yo, you're pretty, like, you're pretty good. You're getting good at baseball. Like, you, should, you should go out for rec ball. And I was like, eh, maybe. I'll see. But then, obviously, they convinced me. I went out there. I saw first practice. I'm pretty sure I cried at it. Didn't really want to go. But, no, nah, after a couple practices and stuff, it was – I was having the time of my playing with my friends and stuff, playing against them. And that's how it all started. And I think I just kept kept playing, kept having fun. And I realized – I forgot what age it was. It was probably around middle school-ish time, seventh, eighth grade. I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at baseball. Maybe I should, like – I want to, like, play this – Let's do it as a job. That'd be cool. So then all my focus kind of slowly weeded away from the other sports. And I was like, all right, let me let me get get going at baseball. We, we can take this pretty far. Seems like it's worked out pretty well for <laughs> yep, you. Yep, so far. Keep it rolling. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us today, Kyle. Appreciate you joining us and talking to ODU fans more about uh, your life and your journey through ODU. I guess if I did have one more question... It would be, if you were talking to a recruit that was on a campus visit, what would be your number one selling point to why they should go to ODU? I've actually told this to a couple guys who come through. ODU is an amazing place to go if you want to develop as a player. If you want actual feedback and you're going to be challenged, ODU is a great place. I I told a top recruit when I saw him, what, it was, this was before I, before I left for spring training. I should have told him, I was like, if you want if you want a good route and a really good chance to develop to then play pro ball, ODU is a great place because you like our practices are tough, environment's competitive. It's really just a great place to develop as a baseball player. And obviously Coach Fenwood with all his all his books that he shared with y'all, it's also gonna help you develop as a man and stuff. The stuff we talk about and work on on a daily basis, it's it's probably it's it's a great route, especially if you want to take baseball or even just have a great be a great husband, great great father. Just later in life, it's a great place to come and develop as that. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that Finwood is teaching you guys on and off the field, and it's clearly evident that it's working. Oh yeah, it's, oh. we're doing well so far. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try and keep it going, keep it going as long as possible, obviously, but. I got a great support group, and obviously even with y'all, all the ODU people, parents, friends, family, everything, I have a bunch of support, so I'm excited. I'm excited for what's what's to come in the future. We're watching every day from afar. We're supporting <laughs> you, keeping an eye on what's going on. And if we miss something, Mrs. Battle's letting us know about <laughs> it. 
So you don't have to worry about that. You got any parting words from Monarch Nation? I guess I haven't gotten a chance to tell everyone thank you for everything in my five years being there. It was awesome. Uh, all the support and everything. You know, I don't show that same support to the team this year. They're about to make a huge playoff run. Hopefully, best our team last year. Let's make it a little bit farther this year and just keep that ball rolling. Rock on, Kyle. Like Mike said before, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Hopefully, we can have you back sometime later, and you can tell us about all your journeys going through the Yankee system until you step foot in that amazing field up in New York. <laughs> yep, that's the goal for sure. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Obviously, anytime, I'd gladly come back on here. It was a good time. All right, thanks again, Kyle. Right, Best of you. luck moving forward. Thank you. Appreciate Can't it. Can't wait to see what you do.